You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Red Legs Radio, the climate air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Hello there, Red and Blue Army. You are listening to Red Legs Radio once again. Thank you to Paradise Motors, Mazda, and Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. I look around the studio, some forlorn faces after perhaps the upset of the year last Friday. We lost to the eighth place Bulldogs by 19 points. You know what it reminded me of? Tiger Woods losing the 2009 PGA to Y.E. Yang. And look at you two. You've got no idea idea. what I am talking about. That one I think I can remember. (laughs) Need to beat Westies now this weekend to confirm a final spot. Let's take us through what has gone on and what is coming up this week to do so. Firstly, coolest kid, Sample Media, Geordie Pake. Hello, what's up, Red and Blue Army? How you doing? You are looking a little bit depressed. And what about SEN's number one rising star, Miles Fitz? And how are you, young man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, not, not, not so not so great Friday night, but I'm good. <laughs> not my first. And no, unfortunately, this is radio, so no one gets to watch what's going on. But uh, you're wearing a golf cap out of something that would have been worn at Scotland in about the 1950s. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of my fashion, unlike yourself, Hooky. So I don't mind uh, don't mind putting a bit on here and there. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm not claiming uh, that I look good, but you look darn stupid. <laughs> Let's get into Friday night. Disappointing. Uh, it was a five-day five day turnaround, which I'm sure didn't help, but we've gone down to the dogs by 19 points. Uh, Geordie, I'll start with you. What did you make of it? Um, look, to lead the game with four straight goals in the first quarter and then to show no guts was pretty disappointing. Um, the five-game turnaround, that's a poor excuse, purely because rumour has it we requested to change the date because the Crows were playing a home game on the Saturday. So we asked for a five-day break. So that's not an excuse to me. Uh, Cotts was pretty disappointed with the five-day break uh, in the lead-up to it. He he called it out. He was very disappointed with the SNFL. He was, and most of the players were too, because it was obviously a pretty heavy game, that Sturt game yeah. the week before, um, and a bit wet, heavy, only oval uh, to move into that. Not many were happy with the five-day break, but... Uh, I don't think that was uh, the problem on Friday night. No. It's uh, skill execution and errors. I haven't seen them turn the ball over like that for some time. Um, would Central very good at making life difficult for us, niggled us, defended well? Would that be a fair comment to make? Look, uh, without probably dropping the minute, is uh, and any other side would have really put us away. But, but uh, at one stage there, I remember looking because we called the game, I think Norwood were going at 26% efficiency to 65 or something for centrals. Yeah. Mm. Just turnovers absolutely killed us. Um, kicks back inside being intercepted, then them kicking goals. Funny thing, if you look at the stats, we won nearly every category. Clearances, tackles, hit out, like you name it, we mm. won it and uh, we lose the game. And that would suggest that skill errors, you can't have your backman running in to try and stab pass off half back mm. and just turning the ball over. So let's talk about that. Was it just simply a skill night? Geordie, I'm leaning to you, Geordie. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, that's all right. 
<laughs> was it just skills or is it something more than that? You said no guts. Yeah. Was there a mental problem with yeah. our approach to the night? I really think there was, as well as, yeah, we lacked a bit in skills. But as soon as anyone went the body, as soon as there was any defensive pressure, we just crumbled and we disappeared. And then we did stupid acts when they went the push and shove that then gave, like, cheap free kicks. It was just frustrating, you know? And this, like Miles said, the turnovers, these little hand passes out to the side. It's just really frustrating football. Miles, um, it's after a, an amazing three or four weeks for the club, it, was it a mental lapse? I don't think it was. It was just skill. It, it's, I just don't think I've ever seen them. I've never seen them that bad by foot or by hand. Um, the stats said it all. They're running at 26% efficiency, um, even when they went forward. But what happened was as soon as they were, were put under the pump, coming out of halfback, they were under pressure with their options. So then it just kept snowballing and got worse and worse. One thing I do want to mention is a couple of standout games. Balderstone was... Unreal yeah. again, yeah. Uh, terrific. Matthew Nunno, he just keeps going um, great guns. 32 touches, three goals, seven tackles, nine clearances. Pretty much did it on his own, kicked a goal from the boundary. I haven't seen it. He was clearly the best on ground. If he doesn't get three votes in that game, I, God knows who did. Because uh, I had Lyndon Dunn calling with me in the box, and he turned around and said, who is this kid? Should be playing <laughs> AFL? He's a star. Well, let's get to that. Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week. Who have you got? Oh, Matty Nunn, easily. Clearly the best on ground, 32 and three goals. Don Barry was handy with three goals and 25 mm-hmm. touches. Look, the rest you can throw a blanket over. Bortles is okay. But Nunny, uh, it's probably the most dominant display I've seen by a Norwood player this year. Uh, we're going to talk about the game against West Adelaide tomorrow night very shortly in the second half of the show. We'll do that ironically enough with the Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week Matthew Nunn who will be joining us looking forward to that can we bounce back guys of course I'm going to say yes because I'm a Nord Nufty and I had (laughs) surgery yesterday so I'm a bit bit (laughs) off with my surgery drugs but yeah of course we can but we just need to get out of our own heads from my perspective that was part of the issue Miles I think we can come back I actually watched uh, West Adelaide on the telly the other day playing Glenelg (laughs) I don't think I've seen (laughs) a worse side in the sample, I'm happy to whack him. Pat Levicki, good mate of mine, playing at Westies. They are insipid. They are so bad that if we lost this week, we deserve everything that absolutely comes away because yeah. they are so bad. Clearly, the worst team in the comp. It should be a comfortable win. They might, uh, we might uh, throw something up there. We'll hear from Geordie a second with the sides, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is just an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the sides. Thanks to Coopers, we need to just put a little asterisk alongside uh, what is going on with the team. So uh, we're in an early time slot, as you're all aware, because the basketball is coming on, and that's going to be fantastic to see how. Uh, the Boomers go against the United States but we're early and it means we don't have the official team as yet but we have got one massive inclusion that we think is going to be announced a little bit later on so Geordie with the teams Mm -hmm. thank you to Coopers if you could please share us what's going on. Yeah so like Ben said keep the same 21 from last week and then add big Cindy Crawford hopefully finally getting a run in the league that he's deserved this entire season. So pretty exciting, isn't it, uh, if it does come to fruition that our boy Big Cindy Crawford, we've been on him all year, the boy from Mount Burr, 
and it uh, looks like he may be making his debut for the club tomorrow night. Look, it'd be nice if he did. Um, so what I'm hearing is that a few of the AFL clubs are circling. He's that clean below his knees and good with his tap work. Hasn't spent a lot of time up forward, obviously, and hasn't done it much at training either. Mm. But, uh, look, the kid deserves a game if he if he gets one. Look, Tahini was probably the one that they're going to look to rest. He came back a bit sore and sorry for himself. Mm. Didn't have the greatest game on Friday night. Um, and I don't think uh, the big Brady door is going to get up either. But uh, it'd be no change with, uh, with Crawford in and probably Tahini out for mine. Uh, interesting. There was a couple of announcements announced, uh, a, a, sorry, a couple of retirements announced uh, around the league. Anyone you think might be uh, maybe about to wrap up at the Norwood Footy Club? Look, there'll be two or three that I think mm. are probably going to be thinking about it. Um, some players probably like Brady Dore, obviously, um, and uh, missing the last couple here and having a sort of on and off season. Bodie would obviously have to have a look at it too, depending on his body. Um, you know, another one few that might surprise you, maybe Ed Smart might be looking at probably doing something else. Um, um, he's still still a great player, but just body's sort of not holding up like it used to. Um, and maybe even an Alex Giorgio mm. uh, to throw one in there too. So a lot of experience through that side, isn't there? So it'll be interesting to see who wants to go on next year and who might call it a day. Uh, Let's move on because we are going to get to talking about West Adelaide after the break and we'll be doing that with Matthew Nunn. But our Paradise Poser is actually my favourite topic of the week at 1629 SEN on Twitter. We ask a very, very simple question each week and we're always interested in your opinion. Very simple question this week. Who do you think will win Norwood Footy Club's best and fairest? We gave you three options. Brad McKenzie, Sam Balderstone and Matty Nunn. Brad McKenzie with 19%. Matthew Nunn with 16%. The overwhelming leader is Sammy Balderstone with 42%. Other, 23%. Not sure if we got any responses on the Twitter poll, and I'm getting a bit of a shake of the head there. Guys, who do you think will win the best and fairest this year? Start with you, Jord. Of course, my heart says my favourite player of 2019, Sammy Balderstone, but I just have this feeling that Brad McKenzie's going to get it. He's just been such a great club man and has carried us through a lot of adversity this season. So I reckon he'll get it. If not, there'll be one and two you know, swap around. Miles? I'm staggered by those results. Um, yeah, apparently, yeah, there's a Twitter response in there from me saying, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Nani obviously hasn't played enough games, but when he has played, he's clearly been our best player. Great. Um, yeah. Brad McKenzie... Uh, and Balders have both played the whole season. Um, we had this argument at home uh, the other night, and Balders and uh, and Balders and Brad both had it out about who they thought was going to win. <laughs> um, it's a two-horse race, but I don't think Balders is going to be disappointed losing to Brad, and I don't think Brad's going to be disappointed losing to Balders. But if any of those two don't win it, they'll be very, very surprised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think Brad McKenzie has had an incredible year, but my goodness, what more could Sam Balderstone do? He's... Mm. He's been second two or three exactly. times, mind you. He's been second two or three and missed out. Yep. He's, uh, um, you know, like if you look at some of the sample player of the year stuff too, it, he's not even, he doesn't even have six votes in the sample digital pass player of the year, which is just astonishing where yep. Lewis, obviously people just go and read the stats and Lewis has had 30 odd touches. But uh, in my opinion, it goes Brad Balders and then probably play like Lewis Johnson comes third. I mean, I just feel like Sam Balderstone, at times when we were at our lowest ebb, when we had all of those injuries, he was there fronting up and he was just single-handedly carrying the team and keeping us in games for as long as he did. So I don't get a feel for what more Sam Balderstone would have to do, considering where he's been in the best and fairest in previous years, if he couldn't win it this year. That would be that would blow me away. 
Yeah, both of them, look. It, it, either way it goes, um, I'll be happy for either one of them. But, uh, look, I'll probably lean to Brad, um, but uh, Bald is deserving. Well, to all you Norwood fans out there, we appreciate your involvement in the Paradise Poser Twitter poll. Thanks to Paradise Motors Mazda. Sam Balderstone is your suggested Michael Taylor medalist for 2019. We'll know that result in around about a month's time. But in the meantime, we've got finals to play and we've got games to talk about in the lead-up to finals. We're going to do that on the other side of a break with Matthew Nunn, you are listening to Red Leg Radio. Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning, and Paradise Motors Mazda. Red Legs Radio, the climate, air conditioning, and Paradise Motors Mazda. Red Legs Radio with Geordie Pake, Miles Fitzner, and Ben Hook. We are in the early time slot with the Boomers taking on the Americans a little bit later on tonight on the basketball court. Looking forward to that massive night of sport too. Mm. Third test gets underway in Headingley. Come on, Aussies. No Steve Smith. So going to be a massive night of sport to be watching. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about uh, this week's game. We've got tomorrow night against West Adelaide at Richmond Oval, City Mazda Stadium. Night game, Friday night. So looking forward to that. Now, help us with that and we're going to shoot the breeze thanks to climate air conditioning and solar with the boy who won the Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week this week Matthew Nunn. Matthew welcome to Red Legs Radio. Hey mate how you going? We are going very well and congratulations on your game last weekend. Yeah thanks it was a disappointing result but um, yeah went alright but as you know when you lose it doesn't really matter what you do so um, hopefully turn around this Friday. Well, this is not what we're after here, Nunny. 32 touches, three goals, seven <laughs> tackles, nine clearances. We didn't get you on. You've been chomping at the bit to be modest. <laughs> Mate, you're absolutely dominated. You're best on ground. You've been waiting all year to come back and have a pot with a few of these blokes. So I'm going to start straight off the bat here before we get into the serious stuff at the end. Tell me who's most, yeah, full, no, who's most full of himself at the club. I want to know who absolutely loves himself. They've all potted you, so it's your turn to reply. Yeah, I did hear a few little whispers that I was getting ripped into, so um, yeah. it would be nice to get a few little digs back into here, but up themselves the most is probably Tom Forster. Tommy Forster. <laughs> tends to love himself in the gym a little bit, definitely spends a bit of time in the mirror as well, so yeah, definitely Forster. So, yeah, Sam Balderstone rated you as the man who loves himself the most. Brad McKenzie said you are the most annoying teammate. Who do you think is the most <laughs> annoying teammate? Funny, those two are the ones probably that love me the most. Um, <laughs> nah. I'd probably have to say either Brad or Griggy. They're up there. They're both very annoying. They get in your face. They don't stop talking about themselves as well. So hanging around them is a pain in the ass. The other one I'm always interested in is uh, who's the bloke who spends a little bit too much time in the gym doing the beach weights and not the physical fitness athletic footy weights? <laughs> it used to be um, Big Pat Levicki, but Tom Forster's probably taken that reign against <laughs> the he's, um, he's, he's definitely trying to um, impress someone. I'm not sure who, but yeah, definitely someone's interesting. <laughs> so a lot of the boys have also thrown you under the bus for being the biggest lip, the biggest mouth at the club. Who is the <laughs> biggest mouth at the club in your opinion? Um, maybe Cody Zuss, I think, since wow. coming across <laughs> from South Adelaide. He's had a bit of, yeah, gets, likes to get under the skin of blokes. You can tell he's one of the, he'd be that annoying little brother if you had one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll definitely throw him under the bus there. Mate, uh, look, once again, you're heading out for dinner tonight. Uh, aren't you uh, sort of a few boys in the car? Maybe they're with you. Who are you sort of heading with? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not with them now. They, I actually came off the track a little bit earlier because I'm a little bit sore and, and bothered. But 
Um, no, I'm, I'm heading there with Tiles, Brad, Force and Max. So I'll definitely be telling them a bit what I said about them in this, in so this radio chat. <laughs> heading to dinner with those boys, who actually really pigs out? You know, like doesn't you know doesn't have the greens or the veggies, just chips, gravy. That's pretty much just an actual slob. It's just pastry and chips. Uh, I probably shouldn't say, but we actually all do because we're all we're all pigs. So. Um, we're all going for an all-you-can-eat feast, and I think we won't hold back. So, um, good to do it two nights before a game, not the night before it. <laughs> <laughs> right, back on the serious stuff, Nunny. Uh, season so far, you played 10 or so games. You're averaging 26, six tackles, five clearances. What's the, uh, what's the mindset that things have just turned around for you? Because arguably, I, I know you've been good in the past, but I reckon your last run of form has probably been the best I've seen you play. Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, I got injured early in the year. Pretty disappointing. Um, and... You know, you can't really do much about that stuff. But I think since I come back, I've just sort of taken in my own reign to sort of try and be one of the better midfielders in the comp and um, really go for my strengths, my speed, my agility, because I know that stuff is sort of um, sort of attributes that can stand out and um, really separate you from the group. So, um, yeah, I think I've added goal kicking to my name as well this year. I sort of didn't do a lot of that last year. So I think that's another thing that um, yeah, has helped me really lift my game um, to another level. Nanny, we've had house saying here on what we think went wrong last Friday night. Uh, how's the team broken it down? What what can you put it to? What's it has to be accepted as a really disappointing loss? Yeah, I mean, like there's a few things going around, like five day breaks and all that sort of jazz. But I still think you know it was an effort based um, loss that we didn't provide enough effort. Um, you know, and there's a few few other things going on at the moment. You know, with players just thinking that it might just happen against a better, a worse team like that, which is not the right attitude mm-hmm. to have. Um, and but you know that's a team thing. We all went in probably with the wrong attitude, thinking this team's you know a lot lower than us, and they're not going to bring any effort. And you can see that it doesn't matter who you got on your team or you know how many young kids you got. That if you can put your head over the ball and win it hard, you know you're going to win the game. So um, we've broken it down, and um, it's probably a good learning curve um, for us because I thought we were flying before that, which we still are. You know, we're just just a little bump in the road. So um, I think we can just take it under our wing and use it to build on this week, and, and know that now we've got to step up our game to another level and um, yeah, bring it home hard. So we just had our Paradise Poser on the show and the question was, who do you think is going to win the Nord BNF? What's your pick? Who are you tipping? Oh, great question because he's mates with both these blokes. So whoever, whichever <laughs> way this goes, this will be very interesting. We've got two obvious ones, Nani, and I reckon you do too. Who's your pick? Yeah, it's... it's um, uh, it's I think I think Brad early, then Sam's going to win it late. Oh, oh, good call. Been, so, he won't be, be happy think, with that. That'd be a thrilling count. I think Brad, yeah, I think Brad will lead it till probably round ten, and then Sam will bring it home pretty hard. Who did you guys have? Oh, we well, I had I had Baldy, and I reckon you had B Mac, didn't you, Mike? Yeah, I took Mac. Yep. Yeah. I took Mac, and yep. I think Geordie took Mac just over Baldus too. Mm-hmm. And sixteen percent voted yeah, right. for you. Uh, you talked about uh, perhaps taking centrals a little bit too lightly. I can't imagine you'll make that mistake again. But the team you play this weekend, they're number 10 for scoring, number 10 for scoring shots, number 10 for inside 50s, number 10 for forward efficiency, number 10 for defensive efficiency, and number 10 for ball efficiency. Tell me you're not going to take these guys too seriously, too lightly, though. <laughs> seriously. Nanny. Jeez, geez, hearing that, don't really want to, don't really want to hear that. Um, no, nah, like, um, I think, you know, Last week was probably a bit different. I, I think we just came off a bit arrogant, maybe, from the game. Obviously, we played really well against Sturt, but um, I think this week we know it's, it's do or die. We don't want to leave fate up to someone else's results. So I think the boys are really switched on this week. And, um, you know, they're going to be, even though they're like a poor opposition in all those um, stats and all those things, um, I think we won't leave it up to that. We'll just play our own game and let 
let our footy do all this talking and then don't worry about them at all. Last one, Nunning, and just quickly, be good to come up against your old mate, Pat Levicki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was speaking to Pat during the week, actually. Um, I think he's more keen for after the match, to be honest, than anything else. <laughs> As um, always. I, I haven't got much to look forward to after this Friday night other than drinking beers. So I think that's what Pat's caring about. But, um, no, nah, it'd be good to, good to get around Pat and, um, yeah, good mate of ours and so... Hopefully we can smash him. <laughs> Nani, you've been in outstanding form, and we know that you are going to be a very important man, not only this uh, game on Friday night against Westies, but also in the final series as well. Good luck for the rest of the year, and thank you for joining us on Redlegs Radio. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Matthew Nunn there, the star midfielder, number 14, being an absolute gun. A couple of injury problems at the start of the year, but he has absolutely turned his form around. We're going to get to the pake bake very shortly. Mm-hmm. Just one point I've got to make. I don't think it matters that much last Friday night because I think the way the cards have fallen with the two AFL teams, they are lame ducks. The only issue is we've cost ourselves a second semi-final. We've got to get over Sturt and elimination, but I reckon the Crows and Port Adelaide, and I know what you're going to say. Oh, you're yeah. going to give me a bit of what I told you so. I wish I had the audio. I, I swear <laughs> I said on this show, I'm looking through to Sam, we should have grabbed that audio, about five or six weeks ago, no Crows, no Port in finals, and you shot me down in a way of flames. Well, sorry, Port and Crows supporters, but you will not be playing finals. It's quite amazing, the rules, because the only AFL players they can play are ones who've played more SNFL than AFL across the mm-hmm. year, and they've got to have played three Sandful games after June 30, so they're going to need a lot of top-up players. I don't think either of those clubs can win it now. I reckon they'll both bounce out in straight sets from the qualifying final, but yeah, just such a waste that we've got to go through Sturt in the first place. So that's one thing we're going to have to deal with. It's time for Geordie Pake's Bake. Alright, so I pretty much did it in the first half, but just crumbling under defensive pressure is embarrassing. And the way we played on our home ground last week was embarrassing. Who loses to an eight-spot team like that after leading? We kicked four straight. Four straight in the first quarter, and then we go on to lose, and we become these soft little boys when someone decides to tackle us. It just is infuriating, and they're the views of me and not the Nord Football Club, Joseph, so we're aware. Also views of me and not the Nord Football Club. How good is it that an AFL team is probably not going to win the SANFL Grand Final? Their views of Geordie Pake. It reminds me of the old NBA jam. You used to score a few and you used to go, she's heating up, you know, and they do the yeah. spin and land in that. Geordie's oh, on fire. I don't think the codeine's <laughs> helping the fire at all. Hey, was was yeah. there a Royal Ed factor out there on Friday night? Absolutely there was. You should have seen the reception. We said on the show to yep. for the fans to give him a clap, and didn't the fans get around him? It was good to see. Good send-off. Bad for us, but it won't matter. We'll punch uh, the hell out of West this week. Yeah, tribute on the scoreboard before. Uh, guard of honour on the way off. Great job by the fans there at uh, the Norwood Football Club for giving an absolute legend of the SNFL a great send-off. Uh, very quickly, tip... Oh, Norwood. Bye. Oh, 24. Norwood by? 44. Yeah, Norwood by about eight goals. Looking forward to it. Massive game of critical importance now. Have to get over the line because uh, we're back into elimination final. Could even miss out if we lose this one. So a big performance we're expecting. Looking forward to it. It's tomorrow night. It's at Richmond Oval. We'll see you all at the footy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.